You're listening to VO Stories, Episode 78. Today's episode, I'm talking with motivator and mentor, Mr. Corey Disson. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old-fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell. We can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. What's up, my friends? So today's guest brings over 25 years in the media industry. As the VP GM at Propulsion Media Labs, he's the creator behind thousands of TV spots, radio commercials, and web videos. His extensive experience in marketing, casting, directing, and recording voice talent has led him to his sweet spot of being a motivator and mentor to voiceover talent today. He's all over the socials. Actually, that's where we met, on LinkedIn. And he has a clear point of view as to why talent should not only be utilizing the socials, but branding themselves too. Here's our chat. Corey Disson, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It is an honor. I can't believe I'm on with the Tina Zaremba. How cool (laughs) is this? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I found you on LinkedIn where you are all over the place these days, my friend. You're a media manager, motivator, and mentor. Can you talk a little bit about each of those roles and how they came to be? So, you know, the, the media manager, motivator, and the mentor stuff, that is all, you know, that, that all encompasses my personal brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as the, the media management goes, well, you know, I've been associated with uh, Paul Turner Productions, which then became Propulsion Media Labs. I've been with that company since I'm 19 years old. Wow. And it started at the very bottom as, you know, beyond, below an intern and worked my way up to vice president in, uh, in 2003. And, you know, I've been managing a production company, you know, for over a quarter century and I build tens of millions of dollars in voiceover and production jobs all over the country. So that's a, that's a space that I know really well. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the I'm same sure you've time, seen some changes there, huh? Oh, just a wee bit. I was just having a conversation <laughs> with, uh, uh, a good colleague of mine, and we were talking about, I remember laying on the floor, waiting for 45 minutes for a 30-second AIF file to upload to Hollywood for some stuff. And that was probably in the mid-90s. And to think, you know, now you can do that in a millisecond. And it took literally 45 minutes. I remember watching that progress bar just inch, inch, inch. And I, I'm still one of the old dogs who remembers cutting tape, literally physically cutting tape. Uh, to do editing, you know, I learned how to do audio production, uh, multi-track before Pro Tools, before digital workstations. So I got my chops doing it the old-fashioned way. Um, that's pretty awesome. You're still there at that company because, I mean, these days people aren't lucky enough to have that where they can well, be somewhere for more than five years. I have uh, I have lots of incriminating pictures. seriously though not i feel very fortunate that i've literally been with the same company since before i graduated college 
And, um, you know, I've always managed that space. I've always been the, the captain, the lieutenant, because I've always been the oldest brother there. So as we grew, I kept moving up the chain and we kept adding folks in different departments, different producers, project managers, et cetera. And, you know, I got my chops as a producer. I, I did a lot of sales for the company. Um, but it I basically had to fire myself as a producer in 2001 to really concentrate on operations because we grew the thing. I mean, a typical month for us is six, 700 projects a month. It's, it's a factory and wow. it takes a lot of organization, a lot of systems, a lot of processes that I'm pretty proud of how we've developed that over the years. So do you have a pool of voiceover talent that you go to for these? Yeah, we build them as the, the 100 most qualified non-union talent in the United States. And, you know, qualified doesn't necessarily mean they have a golden voice. Um, it's, it has to do with a lot of things like session etiquette, availability, you know, sometimes flexibility on the rate. I mean, we, we're a high volume shop. So a lot of times we're able to get a talent maybe slightly lower than they might charge the rest of the universe because we're hiring them 20 times a month. Mm, mm -hmm. um, but all that, you know, can they respond to an email or a phone call pretty quick? I mean, all of our jobs are, we're behind the eight ball. It's just, that's just the nature of our particular business. Right. You know, we're, we're not making Super Bowl commercials. We're, we're comfortable in that skin. We make local commercials in Pick a Market USA mm -hmm. and they all want them done yesterday. They right. all get, they all get all of their copy points six minutes before the spot's supposed to go on the air. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but we have to move quickly. And uh, what I tell prospective clients or what I'm trying to talk to people about, you know, how is your business set up? If you would go to like a big Manhattan Hollywood production studio, imagine that as like a big teaching hospital, these massive entities. We're like an ambulance, you know, we'll keep you alive. We'll get you going, but we got to work quick. We got the sirens going. We got our foot on the gas and we're hustling. We're the ambulance. So from there, that, experience that you've had for 25 years then led to the motivator and the mentor that you now have as a part of your brand? So forever, I've been forever, like I said, the captain, the manager, the leader. And that even was like in school, I was, you know, the captain of the varsity baseball team. I was, uh, you know, in the gym, I was training people, you know, doing personal training. Um, you know, I, I would be the leader if I'm standing behind a podium as a speaker, as a motivational speaker, it was just kind of, kind of how I came up. I mean, I grew up the son of a teacher and, you know, she was always at the head of the class. My dad was a manager forever. It was like, I didn't have a choice. It's like, you better lead or you better leave. I mean, um, that's, that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how I grew up and yeah. every place I've been in, I'm like, Hey, I want to be the boss. You know, I want to be the boss. <laughs> I can't help it, but I, and, I, and I try to translate that to not so much being a, a jerk boss, although you might ask some of my propulsion employees, they might tell you different, but uh, when I'm dealing with clients of all shapes and sizes, I want to be able to, to take charge and take care of things for them. At Propulsion, you developed a mentor program, and it's expanded beyond Propulsion Media now, this mentor program that you have, it, has it not? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Propulsion Media Labs, ever since the mid-90s, you know, we pride ourselves on our internship program, paying it forward to, to students in, in college and even in high schools. And I made it a point, uh, you know, early on to establish relationships with area colleges in the Philadelphia tri-state area. And I would go and speak to classes, whether it's a 
a 10 student seminar class, like a bunch of seniors getting ready to graduate, or it's a big lecture hall of 200 freshmen at, you know, media 101, you know, they want someone to fire up the crowd. And, and I got, I've established these relationships with all these professors and they send their students to us. And look, I came up as an intern at uh, infinity broadcasting uh, in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, I got my dose of, you know, the, the Mel Karmazin way of doing business. You had to earn it. You had to hustle. You had to pay your dues. And it also gives us the opportunity to test drive young people. It's kind of like having a farm system for a baseball team. You get this test drive and you get to kick the tires. Is this young man or young woman, you know, what's their work ethic like? Do they, are they learning how to be professional? And we've hired many interns off of that. I love hiring from within. And to get back to your, your question, that sort of it expand to where I started mentoring and counseling and taking calls and answering LinkedIn messages to people that happened to maybe bump into me, or maybe they sat in a classroom that I spoke to a hundred students. They're, they're not an intern for us, but they had questions. Mm-hmm. So I, I answered their questions and they didn't, sometimes they didn't even ask me to mentor them. I just remembered we had a conversation and then six weeks later, I'll say, Hey, whatever happened with that interview you went on? You know, how's it going with your resume? Did, you know, why don't you come in and we do an informational meeting and maybe I can introduce you to three people that I know. You know, I just, I figured I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know, I met someone early on who I've had as a podcast guest on my podcast and he's a personal friend of mine, the former owner of the company, Paul Turner. Mm -hmm. Paul Turner didn't create the opportunities for me and pay it forward to me. Keep in mind, you know, he hired me at 19 years old. He was only 25. And if he didn't pass that torch to me, I wouldn't have so much learned it that way to pass it down the line to the next guy. And I just kind of took that and, and I ran with it. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I coached, you know, little league teams and American Legion baseball. And I'm, I've always, I always like to motivate people to get them going to where they need to be because I'm deathly allergic to complacency. <laughs> so what have you seen? Is it complacency that you've seen with people in general who are not where they want to be, especially with voiceover talent, or is it something else? Because I know you have a sweet spot, which is branding and content marketing. Do you think that that's it? Or do you think it's more of a... With voice talent in particular, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this doesn't apply to every voice talent, because there are a lot of voice talent that really market and brand themselves really, really well. But... I would say they're maybe in the top one or 2% of all of the folks out there that call themselves voiceover talent. And you know, now it's, there's millions out there that are trying to earn a living or trying to get a slice of that pie. And I have found that so many talent are overly consumed with their talent. Mm. And that may sound counterintuitive because it's an art form and talent need to be good at their craft. They, they're going to hire a coach like you, or they're going to work with like Bruce Cronenberg down at Abacus, who we both know. They're going to get a qualified professional to help get them to the next level so that they're a really good performer. Mm-hmm. What I try to remind talent is, and this could apply even for folks in sports or whatever industry you're in, your talent only goes so far. It's got to be your work ethic. And if people don't remember you, mm. if people, if you don't stick out amongst the competition, whether you're trying to, to land a job or you're, you're, if you're interviewing and you're sending your resume, if you're not memorable, you'll never get that opportunity to show off your talent. Mm-hmm. And, and the prospect of 
marketing yourself that brick by brick process day by day over and over and over again you know putting your nose to the grindstone getting out there it's very intimidating and i'm coming along and i'm saying hey not only here's how you do it but i got your back mm. you don't have to be afraid anymore you don't have to be intimidated cuz look at me do you think i scare easy <laughs> You know, and I and I and I run with that. That's part of my brand too. Is that I pick things up and I put them down. And you know, I got the shaved head and the goatee. And I probably most people think I'm a forklift driver, which is great. I got them right where I want them when they do that. And I take that and say, look, I'm going to be your bodyguard. I'm going to be your. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to say you can do all of these things that may sound so intimidating, whether it's creating and embracing a brand or whether it's. Uh, looking into your iPhone for the very first time and doing a helpful hint video for the rest of the world to see, critique, and possibly hate. I'm there to say, hey, let's go. You can do this. I mean, you don't have to be that special to do it. You just have to get out there and go for it. So what, how do you, you know, you're so clear on your brand. How do you help other talent find their brand where it doesn't come across as phony to them? Because I think so, that's a big fear for talent is they look at brands as Coca-Cola, Pepsi, you know, these products that are out there and they're like, I'm a human being. How do I make that a brand? So, man, that is an awesome, awesome question. So what I do is AI remind people, there's a reason why you know, every time you see the swoosh, you know, that's Nike. And you know, that's sneakers and you know, that's just do it. And every time you see the golden arches, you know that's hamburgers and that's McDonald's. It's because it's plastered everywhere. It's on the bus wrap. It's on the TV commercial. It's on the billboard. It's on the, the ad on your phone, whatever it is. And personal branding is about marketing yourself just like the big boys. Thank goodness everyone nowadays carries an advertising machine in their pocket. Mm. And it's just knowing how to, how to use that tool I'm not saying you're not, I'm not going to go out and start a hamburger company and compete with McDonald's, but you can brand yourself so that you're not just Tina Zaremba, the voice talent. Mm -hmm. you're, you're Tina Zaremba that has a brand that has, there's a, some memorability to that. And I do have a very specific three-step process that I take every talent that I work with and it's called discover, distill, and deploy. The discovery phase is... There's a, a lot of conversation between you and I where we talk about who you are, your experience, your training, what make what you think makes you unique because you got to develop what's called a unique selling position, mm -hmm. what separates you from everyone else out there. And then, then I say, now you're going to do a little self-exploration, literally. Open up a Word doc, start typing, stream of conscious. What, what does your voice sound like? What types of jobs do you think you're best at? What do your clients say about you? What do, what do people that know you say about you? Is your voice sound a certain way? Maybe you're, you have this attitude or this flavor. And anyway, I take all of that information, our conversations, your, your existing online presence, and this self-discovery exercise. I can't even talk for a living today. I take all that and I go to the next phase, which is called distill. I distill that down. That's where I inject my special sauce and I say, hey, this is what I think your brand should be. That's what I get paid to, to deliver. And then we deploy it. 
We take that and we put it on your website. We put it on your LinkedIn page. We put it on your Instagram account. We put it on your email signature. And then you take that and you can run with it one step further where you learn how to develop branded content that brings value to the audience at large to get people to pay attention to you and consider you an authority and people get to know you. And the reality is people like to make purchases from people they know and trust. Absolutely. It's those that they like, know, and trust. And you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about so many people that are in voiceovers have a background in acting. And when you're in acting school, or at least for myself, when I was in acting school, it was great, but they don't talk about the business aspect at all of acting or which is basically voiceovers, you know, it's acting to a certain degree. Totally. And, and a lot of voice talent forget or they have a tough time adhering to the notion that they're not performers. Now that sounds really music, not performers. What does that mean? They're two things. They are entrepreneurs. Number one, they're, they are running their own business. Yeah. And I like to tell voice talent that they need to be run. They need to run themselves like a media company, Mm. like, like a Turner broadcasting or MTV. And what does that mean to you? They need to run themselves like a media company. What do you mean by that? So when you turn on the television, think of your favorite television network. I don't know what shows you're a fan of, but pick a network. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm a fan of TLC, which they okay. do not have any female voices right now. Okay. But that's another topic. Anyways, go on. So TLC, does TLC run commercials all day? Well, they do have commercials, no, but not all day. Nothing but commercials. Right. Okay. So they have something called programming. They're providing information and voice talent need to do the same thing for themselves to promote themselves. They need to put out valuable information for folks to consume to then broaden their base, expand their footprint, increase engagement in their content. And then you can occasionally throw in a little promo of, Hey, I'm a voice talent. I sound good. Please hire me for my work. But the big mistake a lot of talent make is they don't understand that they're, they're not supplying this programming. And when they do, they think the programming is a, it contains the ask. They need to do the opposite. They need to, what, what I teach is you need to take your time. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean go slowly. That means you're, you're, the content that you share as you're trying to promote yourself as a voiceover talent should T, teach, I, inform, M, motivate, or E, entertain. If what you're putting out there, whether it's a picture, a meme, a little blog, a video, whatever it is, it should be doing one of those four things. That's the type of content that people will find valuable and they'll interact with, they'll consume, and they'll get to know you better. And Say I know that, that again. Say that acronym again, please. Or maybe it's not an acronym. Well, yeah, it's TIME. T-I-M-E. Okay. Teach, inform, motivate, entertain. Cool. Okay. You know, teach is like helpful hints, tips, recording techniques, script performance techniques. So here's how I organize my email list. When I'm trying to do some marketing, they share a little tip like that. Inform is like, oh, I'm going to VO Atlanta. It's just like a scheduling thing. Or I went to this great uh, um, voiceover conference or trade show. You're announcing something that's coming up in your day or or you're doing a little retroactive piece. Uh, M is high five your peers, cheer on your colleagues. 
you know, people love positivity. The, the, the social media landscape should be sprinkled with more positivity. Some, some, Amen. Yeah. some platforms are a little toxic. Um, I try to bring the positivity and I encourage the people that work with me to be positive because it just, it resonates. People want to interact with positive content and e-entertain. You want to be a little humorous. You want to show some clever, uh, you know, a clever video or a ha-ha moment, but somewhat industry related. Yeah, you can share that as well. But what you want to avoid is the commercial. I see so many talent that have a picture of their logo and say, hey, do you need a voiceover for your next project? Hire mm-hmm. me. Those are like instant hit the delete button. Yeah. You know, if anybody takes anything out of this conversation beyond, hey, hire me to help you, don't do that. Right. I couldn't agree more because then it begins to feel no one wants to be that sleazy used car salesman. Of course and not. that's where that comes across is when you're constantly with your hand out versus just stepping up and saying, I have something to share, something to say. That's the disconnect that a lot of talent are making is that if they are providing value and if they are comfortable with knowing they are going to give out far more than they're ever going to get back, they can live with that and they stick to it. It works. I mean, it's, this isn't just some philosophy that I created. It works. Hey, I'm doing it for me. There's a reason why you and I are recording this podcast today because I got my name out there on social media and you hopefully decided that I'm a valuable person to speak to, right? Okay. You're laughing. That's good. Um, but, uh, that would have never happened had I not gotten my name out in that way. If I just simply said, Tina, I want to be on your podcast. I'd be great. I'd be great. I'd be great. You'd be a pain in the neck and you'd say, forget it. Right. And I could be a pain in the neck too, but there's a time and a place to ask. And right. you don't, you don't have to do that uh, online over and over and over again. You know, a lot of times the talent that I work with have no idea the information and the content that's bottled up in them. I have to kind of pull it out of them. And I say, it's in there. They're every, every, when you wake up every day and you're spending your every day, you got you to gotta treat it like you're an investigative journalist. You're on a scavenger hunt. There's all types of neat little things. You never know what the rest of the world wants to know about you. Yeah, I think that a lot of times um, people don't see or value all that they do know just from their point of view, just from their perspective, whether it's being a mom, uh, juggling voiceovers and, you know, motherhood. Huge uh, audience for that. Right. That story that you bring to the table to someone who may be still be working a full-time job and doing voiceovers at night, just bringing your point of view and having a point of view. Kay Bass, who's a, a friend and an amazing talent, always says, have a point of view, have an opinion about something. I think we're so afraid of offending people that we don't share our point of view. Look at it this way. Imagine if you went to a party, okay? Say you've all, we've all been invited to a party where you did not know all the guests. And imagine if you walked up to those people that you've never met before. And the first word out of your mouth is, Hey, would you hire me to do your voiceover? You would never do that. Your human instincts take over and you introduce, hi, my name's Corey. How you doing? Hey, did you see the ball game the other day? Boy, the weather really stinks. There's a million things you can talk about. People don't understand that they can do the same exact thing on a LinkedIn, on an Instagram, on even a Facebook or a Twitter. 
if you do that, that's what breeds the success. Mm. So talk to us about your book, because you also have a great book called Five Steps to Help Achieve the Voiceover Dream. Yep. How did you decide to write this book? And can you talk a little bit about what's in it, which is a lot, especially for people who are new to voiceovers? All right. So strap in and hang on. Here we go. So of course, being in the uh, the voiceover and production business for as long as I have been, and when you develop uh, a reputation for acquiring a lot of business, the word gets out that, hey, propulsion does a lot of work. Over the years, we get inundated with talent asking to be represented by us or to be featured on our roster. I found myself answering a lot of the same questions, especially when I made my own personal leap to get out there into the, the, the voiceover authority space. Uh, you know, as soon as I started to share some of my content, I just got hammered online with, hey, can, can you hire me as a talent? Can you give me a tip about this? What's the best mic? How do, you know, my aunt told me I had a really good voice. I want to get into voiceover work. You know, I announced the lunch menu when I was in grade school. I think I could be a great talent. You know, I got a lot of those messages. I mean, just constantly every day. I said, you know what? I need to kind of take all of my answers and put them in one document. And that way, I mean, as a time-saving kind of selfish gesture in the beginning, but it, yeah, there's a lot of valuable content in there. I want people to have this information because I'd like for people to dive into the voiceover world with us and they should all make a million dollars. So I said, let me, let me put some material together to help folks achieve the voiceover dream, which that is kind of like my little time thing that, that, you know, dream stands for something that's, you know, yeah. demo, education, recording studio, availability and marketing. Yep. And each in each sort of chapter of the book addresses each one of those phases. And I try to do it a little bit differently. Um, I, I tried to keep the tone pretty casual. I didn't want to be Mr. Professor. Um, and I also wanted to keep it in simple terms that the, the person that doesn't is not a gearhead uh, could grasp it. I tried to provide examples. There's links to video tutorials in there. Oh, I loved those. Those were a really nice deep dive element to it, by the way. I and I also, them. you know, I, I tried to share the spotlight with some other people that I respect and they didn't have to get all the information from me. I mean, these are, there's, there's plenty of other very knowledgeable people out there that, that I, you know, tip my cap to every day, like a Bill DeWeese or a George Witham or a Chuck Duran, for example, all of which are mentioned in the ebook, uh, Eric Romanowski is in there as well. Uh, Eric, yeah. yeah, he's the man. He's the man. Yeah, you're blowing audio. Anyway, <laughs> there you go, Eric. I gave you a little little. <laughs> we'll tag him in this. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Eric's so yeah, I just I just wanted to have this this sort of self-contained little. I don't want to say voiceover for dummies because that's not what it is, but just the basics. Mm -hmm. like, you need these basic things to get going, and if you don't have them. It's going to be a little harder than you think because it's, you know, voiceover is not get rich quick for anybody. Right. Yeah, I know. I think so many people have that notion that they're just going to get behind the mic and, you know, the dollars are going to start flowing in and then they're kind of like, what happened? I bought all this stuff or, you know, I just plugged in my, you know, basic mic into my laptop. It's, uh, it's unbelievable that how, how many, how many folks that I've spoken to, and I say to them, well, do you have a, uh, 
a produced voiceover demo and I hear the hear crickets. Right. I say, do you have a home studio? And they say, well, I got a USB mic and a laptop. I go, that's not a voiceover studio. You know, they have to understand, hey, you want to compete with the big boys and girls. You need to have these basic, whether it's gear, whether it's having you know, some basic marketing in place, you know, whether you've gotten some good coaching, whether, you know, you, whether you're available to cut voiceover. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you have to run home on your lunch break, you're not going to get as many jobs as the f- person who's available from when they wake up to when they go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of the, the impetus for putting the, the ebook together. And uh, by the way, now that I'm, uh, you know, you and I are talking, I did discount it 60% off. I did it this morning for anybody who wants to pick it up. Awesome. So where can folks find this? CoreyDisson.com. And all you got to do is click get the ebook. Pretty simple. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for that. So if folks want to learn more about you and potentially work with you, especially around branded marketing and content marketing, sure. how can they learn about that? Sure. So, the, I mean, obviously, they can go to my website, CoreyDisson.com, and they can send me a quick email. Uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm on there just a little bit. Uh, and I'm very active on there. Obviously I carry it around in my back pocket all day. So I'm easily reachable with a connection request or a direct message. Same with Instagram. I'm not hard to find. I've worked very hard to not be hard to find. And you do offer discovery calls for folks to make sure, you know, to make sure it's a fit. Correct. Of course. If if someone has some legitimate, uh, questions, desires to learn, to really know how to brand and market themselves better and compete, you know, in the voiceover landscape, they can reach out to me. We can set up a a little quick 15 minute call where I'll ask you some questions. You'll have the opportunity to ask me some questions. We'll see if there's a match and hopefully we high five handshake and uh, laugh all the way to the bank. (laughs) Corey, thank you so much. I'm sorry it took so long for us to connect, but I really sincerely appreciate you taking the time. And I feel like, you know, you're living proof, the value of using social in a way that is paying it forward, providing valuable information will lead to connections. I mean, look at you and I, here we are talking and it was all through just like LinkedIn. And a friend of mine called me, was like, Hey, this Corey Disson mentioned you. I was like, who's Corey Disson? So there you go. It's, you know, look, uh, like I said, at the start of our our call, I'm honored. It's a privilege to, to share this space with you. You're, you're a pro and you're a good egg and you're doing lots of good things for the voiceover community. And uh, I'm proud to be considered a colleague of yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I truly, truly appreciate your time. Cool. Take care. Thank you, Mr. Corey Disson. That guy works. And he's got some energy to boot. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Next week, VO Stories will be on VO Vacation. But we'll be back the week of August 5th. Until then, here's to owning our voices.